Today, we're going to talk about the top 10 traits that you should look for when selecting a leather tote bag. So get ready to go shopping. Welcome to the Pebbled Leather Podcast, where we love smooth and pebbled leathers. <laughs> My name is Lisa Goddard, and I can't seem to stop talking about leather bags. Be sure to subscribe. I post new episodes every Wednesday. The title of today's episode is The Top 10 Traits of a Leather Tote Bag. And we're going to go through and talk about all the things you should look for when you go shopping. So grab your wallet <laughs> and let's go. Happy podcast day, everyone. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're having some beautiful springtime warm weather in your wherever you live. <laughs> I know things are starting to warm up around here and I am just loving it. I'm so glad to be able to like switch out my wardrobe to summertime clothes and I'm so excited to be using my handbags again because as you guys know in the deep of winter and in the blustery cold wind and rain of like you know March and sometimes April I really don't carry my leather bags. So oh, it is so good to be in May. It is so good to be able to reach for my leather again. I'm so excited. So anyway, today we're going to talk about the top 10 traits of a tote bag. And this might turn into a series, you guys, because I know we really can, I don't know about you, I should only speak for myself. Speaking for myself, I get really excited about the whys behind why I might like something or why I might be drawn to something, whether that's a leather bag or whether it's a piece of fashion, whatever it is, I like to know, I like to kind of delineate what are the reasons why this one is better than that one. And that's what I want to try to do today when we talk about leather tote bags. Okay. Cause I think the tote bag, if I had to be honest, is probably my favorite bag silhouette. It's the one I reach for the most often. It just seems to be the easiest, the most functional, the most flattering. So we're going to start with the tote bag. And then if I do choose to continue this series, if you guys like this series and you want me to continue, we'll do the bucket bag. We'll do the drawstring bucket bag, which is different. <laughs> we'll talk about crossbody bags. We've already done the top 10 traits of a backpack. I did that with my friend Margot, so be sure to go back and look for that episode if you're interested. But we could do this for um, clutches and all kinds of different silhouettes. My goodness, I could even do this for leather earrings, bracelets, necklaces. There's even leather rings, you guys. Even belts and shoes we might be able to talk about. So let me know if you like this idea of a top 10 traits series. And I'll just try to hit all the leather things, all the leather accessories that you could possibly have. <laughs> but like I said, today we'll start with the tote bag. So what I did was I just made a quick list of 10 things that I would look for if I was going to buy a new leather tote bag. And I hope it will be helpful to those of you who are maybe thinking about um, buying a new leather tote bag for this spring season. Um, these are the essential things I think you should look for, okay? So in no particular order, although maybe this first one is the most important, <laughs> I think you should look for number one, a full grain leather, not top grain. Top grain is only 
a thinner part of the leather. It's just not as good. We want full grain. We want that top surface and we want to go deeper. So we're looking at six ounces or like 2.4 millimeters in thickness. So that's the first standard I think you should look for is a top, um, is a full grain leather bag. If it's not full grain, if it doesn't say that it's full grain in the listing, then it is probably not full grain. And there are beautiful bags that are top grain. There are beautiful bags that are, you know, suede. But if you go with anything other than full grain leather, it is not going to be as durable. It's not going to last as long. It's not going to be as high quality. Um, and you just need to know that. So my first requirement <laughs> is that it should be full grain leather. Number two, you wanna look for straps that are thicker than the bag. There are some bag makers out there that will have their straps made of the exact same material as the bag. And you know, for some bags and for some looks, maybe that's appropriate. I do have some bags that way. But generally, if you're looking for the most bang for your buck, the best quality, the nicest looking, the, you know, it's gonna hold its value if you ever choose to resell it. It's going to last a lifetime. That's where you wanna look for leather bag straps that are thicker than the bag. So like I told you, the bag should be about six ounces in thickness. These straps should be somewhere between eight and 10 ounces in thickness. That would be like about 3.2 to about 4.0 millimeters in thickness. So take your rulers with you, ladies <laughs> and gents. Um, you know, see what you have at home, see what's out there in the stores, what's in the listings online. I really think that strap should be thicker uh, because a lot of that weight you know, is on the straps themselves and they are smaller. So for them to function well, they gotta be thicker, more hardy in that way. The third thing I think you should look for in a leather tote bag is one piece construction. And I am sorry to say that this was like not on my radar for a very long time. I didn't even notice that this was a thing. And it is a wonderful thing, you guys. I really think there is a line to be drawn between all the bags that have seams at the bottom, you know, stitches, a seam that brings together two pieces of leather, and then those that do not. Now, don't confuse this with those who put an optional base at the bottom. The way to really know if you've got one piece construction is to either look at the inside bottom of that bag or if you can't see the inside bottom of that bag because they've stitched in a base of some kind, then look at the outside bottom of the bag. One of those two viewpoints is going to show you, hopefully, one solid piece of construction, no seams, which means you don't have a weak point at the bottom because over time, if you have stitching, if you have a, steam, a seam at the bottom of your bag, over time, the weight is going to pull on those threads and the strength of your bag is going to come down to the strength of those threads. And threads, you guys, only last a certain amount of time, right? It's not going to come probably with a lifetime guarantee. That bag will probably not come with that kind of assurance. So look for one-piece construction in the main body of the bag. Certainly like pockets and things like that, you know, are separate pieces. The straps themselves are a separate piece usually from the bag. Um, not always, but usually. Um, but again, it qualifies as one-piece construction if the main body of the bag is one piece. And really, Really, the maker of that bag has to be very talented be 
because it is not easy to put together a one-piece construction bag. You've got to do some special folding and you've got to do some really, really good um, riveting and securing and stitching and all of that. And you also have to buy a bigger piece of hide. You can't just piece together smaller pieces from other hides. You've got to have one piece, um, which is more expensive, but I think it's worth it. Number four, hardware on your bag should be solid. Solid brass is really the best. That's what I'm seeing. There's different finishes. You know, there can be more of a polished gold look. There can be more of an antiqued look, bronzed look. But it appears to be, in my experience, that solid brass is the way to go. It is the most hardy. Now, sometimes your rivets on a bag might be copper. Um, that is also I think very hardy, very sturdy, very desirable. Um, usually those copper rivets, you'll see them on straps usually, how straps are attached. And sometimes those copper rivets will be kind of hammered down flat, um, almost like capped as well, that can happen. Other times they'll be like this nipple style where there will be a, um, a little thing sticking out from the copper rivet uh, where they have you know clamped off the metal as it were. Um, I just wanna warn you that if you go for copper rivets that have the nipple style, and I do like that style on some of my bags, just know that that is a scratch point. So if you store your bags next to each other or closely, or if you you know carry two bags for a moment, maybe as you're transferring things in your closet, that nipple style um, copper rivet can cause a significant scratch on other bags. So when you get a bag that has a nipple style copper rivet, just feel it with your finger. You know, if you're at the store where you bought the bag and there's a leather worker right there, you might want to ask the person, you know, can they sand that down a little bit for you, smooth it out ever so slightly. Um, you know, just keep that in mind. I know my bags that have copper rivets, rivets <laughs> like that, I make sure that they, you know, are not touching other bags because I don't want scratches. But Anyway, make sure that your hardware is solid brass. And generally, if you're looking at full grain leather bags, especially if they're one piece construction, you're probably going to have, you know, solid brass, real copper, um, that kind of hardware. A fifth thing that I like to look for in a leather tote bag is a wonderful, soft, fuzzy, nappy interior. <laughs> this used to not be on my radar either. I never thought about interior of bags ever and I put up with whatever I got. Now I'm very particular about let me feel the inside of the bag. And if it's an online purchase and the bag arrives and it's a scratchy interior, I will send it back. I want soft, fuzzy. Now that doesn't mean that I have that standard for all of my bags. In fact, some of my bags that are so dear to me, I love the way they look. I've been carrying them for years. I will tell you right now, <laughs> they don't have that soft, fuzzy interior. Some of them are kind of even scratchy. And yet I still treasure those bags and I carry them because they're unique. They have the look I want. Um, but it is something to consider because you're reaching into your bag all the time. You're gonna feel that inside of your bag all the time. So keep that in mind, especially if you're in store and you're able to touch the bag. What does the inside feel like? Are you comfortable with it? Um, if you're online doing your shopping, especially if you're buying secondhand, sometimes you really can zoom in on those photos or you can ask the seller to send you a better photo. And you can tell in those photos if you're gonna have a soft interior, I think, um, just because 
you see like the little fibers, you know, the fuzzy fibers from the leather. And again, that's going to be characteristic of full grain leather. If you go into lower qualities of leather, like top grain and so on, you're just not going to have the thickness, so you're not going to have as much fuzz inside. Over time, that fuzz is going to wear off, but it will still have a smooth, soft feeling, even when you don't have as much fuzz. I know there's a little bit of a love-hate relationship with fuzz for people because especially during this time where we're carrying masks in our purses, right? Um, sometimes you reach for your mask and if you've got a full grain leather bag that it's been you know, hanging out in, that mask might have some leather fibers inside. So I often put my masks in you know, either like a plastic bag or a little fabric pouch or something. So just keep that in mind. The sixth thing I think you should look for in a leather tote bag is an exterior surface that you like, okay? That's very important. The bag really should look on the outside the way you want it to look because it's going to stay that way. And I would argue however it looks in the listing photos is going to be how it acts and behaves when it's in your presence. If it's crooked or it like folds in a weird way in the listing photo, it's going to do the same thing in your presence. So make sure that you like the way it is. Um, vegetable tanned, as you know, it's a squeaky type of leather. Um, I love my vegetable tan bags, but it's not for everyone. Uh, chrome tanned is more silent. Um, there seems to be a euphemism now. People aren't saying chrome tanned, they're saying oil tanned, but it's basically the same thing. Chrome tanned leather has oils in it and they are silent. And they happen to be kind of what I'm into right now. Um, I've talked about that before. And then there's also natural leathers. Oh, those are so beautiful. They come off almost like this creamy, they look like albino style. They're so white, beautiful, but they're not going to stay that way. They tan over time from oxidation, from exposure to the sun and to the air and to oils on your hand and just everything in the environment. And those types of leather will show stains. So you have to be really comfortable with them getting marked up and showing where and showing, you know, the story, the journey that your bag has been on with you. And when you think about that exterior surface, think about, you know, do you want pebbled or do you want smooth? It's so funny. I will get very passionate about both. For a certain silhouette or a certain brand, I will want smooth. And then for others, I will want the most pebbly, pebbly hide I can find. <laughs> so it just depends on your personal preference for every particular bag. Um, keep in mind that pebbled will usually show less wear and generally smooth tends to scratch more easily. So um, just keep that in mind. Number seven, the dimensions of your leather tote bag are very important. I think they are make or break if you're going to love and use the bag. So I have found sort of what I think are the sweet spot dimensions. So jot these down if you haven't thought about it yet. And then when you're considering a leather tote bag, just check to see if it falls within these dimensions. I feel the height of a good leather tote bag should be somewhere between 11 and 13 inches. The width should be somewhere between 12 and 14 inches. And I love a depth that is between four and a half to six inches. So yeah, that is where I find most of the leather bags that are tote style that I reach for on repeat, they fall 
within those sizes. And I know sometimes a tote bag can have a north-south dimension or an east-west dimension. I like both. Probably I'm more east-west, but not always. It, it just depends. I can love, love it all. But um, yeah, those are generally the proportions I look for. Um, so yeah, you can flip-flop the height and the width that I just told you if you're you know interested in east-west versus north-south or so on. Number eight, stitching is something I always look at, whether I'm zooming in online on a photo or whether I'm in in person, I feel that the stitching is a great mark of the overall craftsmanship of the bag that you are considering. Stitching should be straight. There should be no loose threads at the top of the bag or at the corners. And the stitching should be waxed thread. Um, and that would be, you know, stitching thread that has been uh, covered in beeswax. So most bag makers, I think, would do that. Um, you can almost kind of feel it when you touch it, but definitely look for straight stitching. If, if you don't see straight stitching, and, and certainly no bag is perfect, especially those that are made by hand, they're not going to be perfectly straight all the time. But if you see sloppy stitching, it could be indicative of you know, sloppy overall construction. Generally, if you see great effort put forth, even if you don't see perfection, but if you see that effort in the way the stitching is done, probably the whole construction of that bag is pretty good. Number nine, let's talk about strap drop. <laughs> um, strap drop is really important. And another factor that comes into play is the material of your straps, because I do notice that some straps that are very smooth will fall off the shoulder more easily and then other straps that are more um, textured underneath will stick on my shoulder better so size is a factor but so is the texture but let's just talk about strap drop for a moment i feel that this is just a personal preference but in general i tend to go for shorter straps on my larger totes and I tend to go for longer straps on my shorter totes. It's not always the case, but that generally seems to be a rule that I follow aesthetically, or at least it's a tendency that I have. But it appears that you should choose probably your strap drop on a leather tote based on your shirt size. <laughs> so if you typically wear a small, adult small t-shirt, for example, or just blouse or maybe just whatever in general when you go for something do you go for size small if you do you probably want to choose a strap drop of seven to nine inches somewhere in that range will probably be comfortable for you and if you are a medium shirt wearer probably about 10 inches it's what would probably appeal to your frame and then if you go for a large size shirt generally then probably you want to consider straps that are 11 to 12 inches in length and a lot of times when you get into premium leather bag brands um, that are doing full bag full grain leather construction here most of the time you can make requests for um, the drop length to be adjusted so keep that in mind i I didn't realize until recently that it is your shirt size that really helps determine that because, you know, the size of your shoulder, the size of your arm, the thickness um, 
is a factor. You also want to think about, are you going to be carrying this bag in the wintertime? If you are, it needs to be able to go over a shoulder and arm that has a coat on it, right? So you might want to have a longer strap drop in that case. If it's a tote bag that you see yourself carrying in the summertime, you know, then you might want to go a little higher. It's just you know, summertime is when we sweat and we perspire at our arms, right? So maybe you do want to have a longer drop there so that the leather isn't wedged underneath your armpit. So these are just things to think about, but that is a, a consideration that I always take into account when I'm selecting a leather tote bag. And then lastly, this is point number 10. We finally made it through the list. <laughs> um, this is a cost analysis point that I want to talk about and maybe it will help kind of guide your um, purchase experience here. I generally try to look for a price per cubic inch of volume and I look for about 18 cents. Okay, so when I'm evaluating the price of leather, and, and believe me, leather is skyrocketing. I have seen a lot of leather handbag brands jump up their prices by anywhere from 20 to $75 right now, just compared to what it was six months ago. And I'm sure it has to do with the economy and everything else, supply chain. But I think it's probably reasonable to pay about 18 cents per cubic inch of volume. So if you want to know how to calculate volume for a leather bag, I'll just remind you from your seventh grade math class, <laughs> volume is calculated by multiplying length by width, by height. So if you multiply those three, um, that will give you the volume of the bag. And again, I think 18 cents per cubic inch is what we're looking at. So find the volume of your bag, you know, do some division with the price, see if it comes out to about 18 cents per cubic inch. Um, if it doesn't, then I think you might be overpaying it might be something that you still choose to do just because you love the bag, you love the uniqueness of it, whatever. Um, you know, if it's if it's under 18 cents, then I would say you're getting a very good deal. Um, but I think 18 cents is probably appropriate. Remember too, if a bag is more than that 18 cents per cubic inch of volume, you can always look on the used market to see if you can find that same quality just at a less expensive price. And I think that's important to keep in mind, not only for the money that you're spending now, but also for its resale value. If you've paid too much upfront for something, you might not get back what you paid if you try to resell. So you really wanna hit that sweet spot of spending just enough to get something high quality, but where you'll get your money back when you resell. So that's my list of top 10 traits to look for in a leather tote bag. Please be sure to reach out. Let me know if there's anything I forgot, anything I missed. I always love learning from you guys and hearing from you guys. And let me know too if you like this style episode and we'll, uh, we'll do a top 10 series uh, for something else. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Pebbled Leather Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode on the top 10 traits to look for in a leather tote bag. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lisa Loves Leather. Watch my bag reviews at youtube.com slash Lisa Goddard. We'll see you on Wednesday for our next episode. In the meantime, spread the word and please share on social media. And until then, keep loving that leather bag, you guys. Bye, everyone.